welcome to the pre-show. No. <laughs> no pre-show? You don't want to talk about how the water boil notice was lifted? No. I want to talk about... How beautiful the weather was today? No. That's too basic? <laughs> yes. Okay. How about we talk about succulents? No. <laughs> That's also too basic. No. I want to talk about Halloween <gasps> because Halloween is tomorrow when this comes out. That's right. Yeah. It so, took me a second to put myself in the future. Right. So that's interesting. I'm already I, ready for Christmas. Apologies that we don't have any stock Halloween music. We we I, Since we went to a Halloween party on Friday, I feel like Halloween's over. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like, okay, that the celebration is done for me, mm-hmm. I'm ready for Christmas. Okay. Even though it's not even Halloween right. yet. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when Halloween lands on a weekday. Yeah, and literally the middle. School day. The middle of the week. What's with that? Uh, I don't I know. I feel like I remember one time where it had fallen on a weekday like that, and I didn't. we didn't have any kind of parties to go to. I was probably six or seven years old, so I made my mom walk me down to the Walgreens down the street, and we got a little Lego set. It was like six or seven bucks. Oh, cool. It was just a really <laughs> random thing. But I remember we did that on Halloween because it was like a school night and we had nothing else to do. Oh. And it, it was just unusual because we usually had some kind of Halloween thing to do. My mom is so into Halloween. Oh, really? How about yours? Uh, she she liked it, I think. <laughs> she wasn't super into it, but like she she likes decorating. She always likes buying like a new tablecloth and stuff. Like <laughs> a, a tablecloth like for every for every holiday, like but, like with pumpkins on it and stuff. So you're saying your mom has a tablecloth for every holiday? No, no, not every holiday, but like like na- Valentine's like Day, fall, <laughs> like fall holidays, sometimes Easter, <laughs> Some Mother's Day. <laughs> no. She she just she bought one recently. The the problem is she buys one every time. So she just like, loves tablecloths. She just loves buying them every year. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like she doesn't like keep them and Why? like bring them out. I don't know. She just likes the like decorating okay, part. Okay, but like not like hardcore decorating. Just sort of like you know. Th- hardcore decorating. Well, I'm, <laughs> I want to see that show. <laughs> well, when I think of that, I think of like the people that do all the lights in the yard and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like my mom. She she used to. My mom used to do lights and stuff. She liked that, mm-hmm. but I guess now we're old. She doesn't. My mom totally put up lights. I think they're green colored, like kind of like slimy green <laughs> yeah, colored. Yeah. No, I know green. <laughs> she, it's funny. She so you know we've never had a house, so we can't per se decorate our house uh, with lights and decorations but we've always had an apartment with some sort of sliding door usually so she'll take that sliding door or i know when she was in houston living in her one bedroom she just had a pane of windows that she put the lights in but she would have like spiders hanging and dangling from the windows uh the cobwebs all kinds of little knickknacks and yeah uh she was especially into stickers i remember Mm. when we had the sliding doors a lot and now i don't think she does stickers nowadays but back when i was a child she would have these really cool stickers she would keep them in these ziploc bags and always bust them out during the halloween time so that she could reuse them but it was just really cool uh, there wasn't really another holiday i felt like my mom got excited about to decorate for so it was a cool experience to grow up with we didn't have cable though so i didn't get to see too much of this show that whose movie we're covering today oh. on tv <laughs> right yeah they didn't just... re- syndicate it that much on standard tv I'm surprised. I feel like it's one of those like very, I guess it's older. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why. Right. They, I mean, they had it's the past... modern versions, I think. Oh, 
at the time, but not the old know. school been, ones. It, it went for like more than three decades, I read. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of... That's a lot. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what Wikipedia said. I thought it was like a five-season thing. No. No, it's long. Whoa. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, we, we celebrated Halloween the this past weekend, and we were Sharpay and Ryan from High School Musical. And it was a deep cut. We weren't we weren't sure who was going to get it. I feel like it was like 50-50 people getting it, which is pretty good. Yeah. They did a really good job. I was actually really surprised. That people got but it. But the thing was that they had to have one of us. But they knew you a lot more. And I, well, I expected mine, that. Mine is more like, yeah. Right. Even though you didn't have a full obnoxious. blonde wig. Right, right. I mean, my hair is a little light, lighter now. But leaning more towards the white side. Like more the silver, gray, more gray. gray. Okay. A little bit. But like <laughs> they're all shades to me. It's it's just lighter. It's closer to Sharpay than to Gabriella, is the point. Because we thought about Gabriella and Troy, but of course. it was just like too basic. Like That's what everyone would have expected. Right. So we were trying to switch it up and do someone or people that had more fun wardrobes. Yeah. I think yeah. it worked. Uh, I mean, mine was kind of on the simpler side, but yeah, I'm just a b- busy guy. I, <laughs> I, I don't have the time right now to really dedicate to it. Yeah, same. It's it's fun to make stuff and whatnot, but like we did not have that much time. Yeah, but shout out to the guys who really did make their costumes and they had very intricate ones. I mean, there were some really amazing ones at that party. Yeah. So we're doing Scooby-Doo. Yes. Whoa, Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Welcome to Highkey Book Club, <laughs> where we cover movies and TV shows. Yes. I'm Cameron. I'm Delaney. Today we're covering Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo 2. Monsters Unleashed. It's the live action movies. Right. The theatrical release ones, because mm-hmm. there's been quite a few uh, straight to TV yeah. live action versions but these were sort of the most successful i would say were there other live action ones yeah but straight to tv and not like not the same team i don't i never saw any of those yeah no i mean they they were tv movies Mm -hmm. on cartoon network and they were after this but i think they were even prequels or something so why do you want to choose to cover these today well we sort of found scooby-doo on a whim when we were looking through netflix like we said in the podcast of hocus pocus at the end and it was it's kind of also in that genre of spooky but not like scary or gory enough to like scare us you know it's like that campy spooky scary halloween type movie which is sort of like where i lean to in the halloween genre because i get very easily scared and it does have some scary moments but it's like also very funny and comical and i don't know it's I had we had forgotten how fun they were and we were surprised because yeah because we had just seen Casper meets Wendy which is another sort of adaptation of an old cartoon and that one was very very bad and poorly made. Casper was an old cartoon. I thought so. It's oh. a, it's definitely a cartoon. Huh? Yeah, I never watched the cartoon. One. Yeah, it must. It's probably pretty old. Yeah. But yeah, Scooby Doo is also a cartoon live action and we were like hmm like is this gonna be the same thing again right but it wasn't it was actually really fun and entertaining and i was like wow because i remember i watched it a lot as a kid or whenever it came out 2002 and 2004 
I had both of them and I really enjoyed them as a kid, but I also really enjoyed Casper Meets Wendy and that one was turned out to be really bad. So But it's a, another case where you had the home movie. So when you watch it well, a lot, it I think at home still. Like when you watch I think a movie at home, it's something that you think is a lot better than maybe it actually is. Yeah. Well, at least when you're rewatching it as a kid. That's what I'm finding with a lot of I think these movies that Right. But this one I was surprised at how well done it was. For sure. This, like watching it back as an adult. So that that was really cool. I actually was surprised in the research that it's very poorly rated. Oh, that's yeah, so sad. I know. <laughs> it's really sad because it's one of those things where the like I feel like it's aware of where it's silly and that to me redeems like the I feel like the worst movies are the ones where they're bad and they're taking themselves super seriously at the same time, you know? Mhm. It's postmodern. So postmodern would mean like it's self-reflexive in the sense that it knows mm-hmm. what it's doing and it's trying to offer some sort of commentary of the form itself that yeah. it is uh, and the material that it's tackling mm-hmm. rather than just trying to, you know, display it for face value, I guess. Yeah. You know, or it, even use it to a means to like fit into a genre. Yeah. I feel like both the the two parts of Scoob- the Scooby-Doo movies are very much like that. Like they are aware of how silly it is and they're really trying I feel like they're really trying to make the live action feel very cartoonish mm-hmm. which is the point because it comes from a cartoon right. so it felt like a, it was paying homage or you know you think honoring. they did a good job of that? yeah because they maintained a lot of cartoonish things they really do but in a live action form that and it made it look like it looked good as well like it was well executed in that it really did feel like cartoonish but it was live action which is super cool so what did they how did they do the dog how did they have the scooby-doo character what do you mean did they it it was with computer graphics yeah yeah how did you what do you think of the dog it was good it was really well done and that's where a lot of the cartoonish elements came in like where he gets scared and like runs away or something and it's just like a flash like stuff Mm -hmm. like that it's very cartoonish but it looked as real as it like, it was very stylized in the production design of, like, being over-the-top cartoonish. Very over-the-top. Like, they're... Campy? Yeah, campy for sure. Like, their outfits are always, like, the exact same all the time, and that kind of stuff is very... Very bright colors. Yeah. Brilliant colors. Yeah. <laughs> Bold. Yeah, the fashion is, from, uh, I guess, inspired by 1960s. Yeah, for sure. It's it's Bell-bottoms. Well, it was, like, hippie times, I feel like, that the whole scooby-doo thing yeah like the van and as i wanted to ask like um does it have this certain does it carry certain values you think of the counterculture in the cartoon i don't know i don't know the cartoon oh well i meant like in this movie uh i don't think so i don't think it's that serious got it like i think it's just silly and cartoonish and but it knows so it's like i'm okay with it i feel like whether Movies know or not that they're being silly, they get critically slammed the same way. I feel like critics never acknowledge that, like, hey, they know this is stupid and they're, like, playing into it. I think the critics were taking it too seriously. Yeah, I think critics take everything super seriously because I guess it's their job, but also, like, some things aren't meant to be taken Hmm. super seriously. Yeah, I wonder if, like, critics nowadays would change their mind about that. I don't know. It's I feel like they're still kind of pretentious <laughs> well, so a you, lot of the time. You gave us the critical response. Mm-hmm. What was the commercial response like? 
I think it was pretty good based on box office. Really? Yeah, they okay. both made. They were both pretty successful. They had high budgets because yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of CGI and and the production design is also very. I feel like it's stylized, so it involves a lot. I think of money <laughs> to do. So the budget was eighty four million and the what? Yeah. <laughs> That's on the higher end. On the first, for the just the first the movie? The first one, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But the box office was 275 million wow. worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Okay. So it was pretty, I mean, that's definitely a commercial success. It is, yeah. Um, the second one, I don't have the budget, but it was 181 million worldwide box office. Oh, I see. So not still not as much, obviously, but it's a sequel. Right. And it's still pretty successful, right. I'd say. But they were both very critically low. Oh, no. Yeah. 30% Rotten Tomatoes <gasps> uh, for the first one and then 22% for the second. Wow. Which, yeah. they Well, yeah, I just think they're taking it too seriously and not acknowledging. I don't know. I always think movies deserve more credit for whether they they realize what they're doing. I feel like this is kind of new for, for our show. Maybe Hocus Pocus, not so much, but how usually the movies or TV shows we cover, they have pretty good standings or if they don't, it's, we agree that the standings are that way. Yeah, Hocus Pocus had the same right. critical. And I feel like that's another similar one where it's like, it's like, why are you being taking it so seriously exactly. to rate it this way? Oh man, it's like Halloween spooky movies Yeah, and, made for families and maybe, are maybe that's why Maybe that's why they don't exist really anymore. Because <gasps> they know critics are going to yeah. just Slam bash them. them. Yeah. Oh my that God. That sucks. Because they're really fun. <gasps> we discovered something crazy <laughs> on air. I don't know about discovered, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad because I really like this. And I don't know, both these movies... And the sequel stands up really well because we noticed like it's the exact same team, same cast, same everything. So right. It it's stands up very well. Like they're both pretty equally great and entertaining. Like there's so much action constantly and there's a lot of like misdirection. Like you like a lot of people looking suspicious in the mystery. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like they do a good job of keeping you on the edge of your seat almost you know i was on the edge of this couch the whole time yeah, that's for sure it's just a lot of action constantly it's really cool that it's the same team too you don't yeah. see that too often in sequels yeah. and by that we mean same director raja goswell writer james gunn and then the cast right the main cast is the same everybody and, came and the, back the score everything mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's what makes the sequel so on par with the first one which is really cool there's some consistency yeah and these two are on netflix i mean we said that but they're really easy to go rewatch. i feel Mm -hmm. like they're they just felt really good for this mood before halloween what if tim burton had directed (laughs) it would have been a lot darker which i did read about how it was originally a lot darker oh yeah and more adult like it almost went pg-13 how interesting and then someone i think james gunn the writer said just last year on facebook that there was like an r-rated cut of scooby <laughs> yeah i don't know what that means wow i read okay. there was well i guess we'll get to it in the spoiler part but but is it like some, a comedy still i don't know i i 
Maybe. I think there's just more adult jokes, which there are some. There was like a lot more marijuana references uh. <laughs> and some erotic things. Oh. They had to CGI their cleavage out. Oh, apparently. Okay. That's <laughs> that's new for me. Right. I didn't <laughs> I don't really know what that means. But that, I read that on the Wow. Wikipedia, yeah. I'm just imagining some person on a computer <laughs> <CGI>. <laughs> blurring out <laughs> every frame. It's just weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, so it was originally a darker, not family uh, targeted. Do you think they have any of those remake trailers on YouTube of Scooby-Doo, the rom-com version, Scooby-Doo, the... I don't think so. I don't version. think this movie is like cult enough. Like it should be classic enough. It should be. I know. I I really think it's underrated, and yep. it's just one of those that is smarter than I think the critics gave it credit for, and therefore people might not remember it as like anything smart or you know. Uh huh. That's a great way to put it. It seems so. Yeah, that's how I feel as well as Rock of Ages, which is one of my favorite movie musicals, but it's super poorly rated. It flopped, and I don't know. I think it's it's very aware of how silly it is and you know it makes it almost makes fun of itself and scooby-doo yeah. is the same way it does a really good job of it and i think that's a fair comparison yeah i never heard it's of campy. anybody talk about scooby-doo at all none of my friends or anybody yeah. that i knew was like oh scooby-doo is a funny you know yeah and it's a fun one cut. even as like a an adult yeah yeah like i it, the, all the critic reviews i saw were saying how you have to be like very young to enjoy this movie. Like that's what all the quotes. It said it had lame jokes. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I just let it be on the record. I also disagree. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I think it, it's worth a rewatch. It's it's Definitely. a it's, it's kind of a forgotten gem. I feel like. Well, now it's on Netflix, and so if you are a subscriber, you have full twenty four seven access. <laughs> So be sure to go see it uh, because if you haven't seen it yet, you really shouldn't be listening after this point because we're going to start going into a deeper conversation about what happens in the story and in both movies, what we thought about how the movies were made. Yes. So there there will be spoilers. There might be spoilers about who's the bad guy, which is like kind of the big question. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We'll kind of spoil the mystery. Yeah, even if you're, you know, just re-watch or just wanting to play something in the background, it's like a fun casual watch, too, if you're not like... It's a good point. You know, for... Very colorful and yeah. you can de- trust it. Yeah, more for... It's, it's like very nice background or backdrop to the Halloween time, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, scary. That's a good point. I wonder if Scooby-Doo would ever have like a cat version. Oh, I would love that. So with that, we're going to go over into the second half of our show. Well, that was a very rejuvenating break. <laughs> yeah, well, so we can have like more casual. I don't, I'm not, because we're doing two movies, so I'm not sure. trying to go into like deep summary. Right. Like some of our episodes, but it's just. It's I mean, it's a like, pretty standard plot. Well, kind of, but it, it also, I find there's a lot of action throughout rather than more like focused on the last 30 minutes, you know, like there's a lot of moments that are very like 
action-packed and high adrenaline but lots of sequences action sequences right still early on Mm -hmm. in both movies. that was something that actually surprised me quite a bit about these movies was that they had so many action sequences in them yeah uh, that were really exciting throughout all of it so it kept me on the edge of the couch yeah it was uh, yeah i liked it so it stars freddie prince jr and sarah michelle geller and linda cardellini or something like that (laughs) and what was the shaggy matthew leonard lillard Lillard? Lillard. was it matthew lillard what was his first name maybe matthew i don't know i don't remember i have to look it up oh well (laughs) i'm sorry i can't remember you were the one looking him up i know so you know freddie oh god (laughs) freddie what what do you know shaggy actually had a name shaggy rogers what's his name but he had a first name too it was like Norman, I think. Oh, yeah. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard? Yeah, and Linda Cardellini. I was right. Oh, good. Um, wow. I'm so amazed you committed these names to memory. Yeah. But you don't forget names too much. No, I'm, I'm really good at names. That's like to, one I've, of your top I've told skills. You, yeah, I've told you. I have to pretend like I'm worse than I am just to fit in with society. Oh because everyone always says like, oh, I'm so bad with names. Like everyone has told me that ever. And I'm always has to, I always have to be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And it's like I don't get it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Exposed. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. humble. I know. So Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller play Fred and Daphne, and then they got together right after this movie. Got together. Like, what? please got, clarify. I got married. Oh, <gasps> they tied the knot. Yes. Oh. Um, I think Freddie Fred always had a little knot around his neck. I think they're still married, actually. Get out. An ascot. That's what it's called. An ascot. Not a knot. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's what it is. That little scarf thing. Were those things really popular back in the 60s? Probably. For, like, preppy guys like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they got married right after this. Not married, but together and then married. Wow. In 2002, they got married. Oh, my gosh. So and they were married by two, the second movie. Yeah. So mm. it, it's pretty cute because, like... Fred and Daphne have always been a couple, like the the characters. So it, it's like cute. Huh. They're together. That's so interesting. And she played Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And we were like when Cameron was all amazed at her action sequences. Remember in the second movie, she has the action sequence with the yeah armor knight. Thing, right. And it's like she and she whoops its butt. Yeah. And it makes sense because she was Buffy. Right. Vampire Slayer. And I never, I didn't see that much of that show, but Neither did I. it's very. But I really would action-y. love to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. We actually had to. We had an exercise where we had to come up with a log line for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, interesting. Yep, exactly. And it's just one of those cool shows where it's a very standard genre type thing, but then you add one element to it that can change whether or not you want to watch the show or not. Yeah, I think she's kind of one of the most high profile of the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on I don't know wellknownness. Right, I don't know where Freddie Prince Jr. came from. Me neither. But or Matthew Lillard for that regard. Yeah, but Linda Cardellini was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Right, she plays got it. Velma. So I think it's interesting that they brought two people from TV over to the movie. Yeah, that yeah, that I mean, rarely happened during that period. Mm-hmm. And like now it's the opposite. More movie stars go into TV. Of course. Uh, it was just a, a really good cast. The guy that plays Shaggy is like amazing so, and, as Shaggy. And we commented on this frequently about how difficult it must have been for him to have to 
pretend in the frame of the picture that there was this dog that he was interacting with the well, whole yeah, time. Cause, like most of his scenes are just him and Scooby. Cause right. When they split up or anything, it's always them two and then everyone else. And that's how it was in the cartoon, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had to act basically kind of by himself and have the dog there. So it's and he committed really, really well. That's why, like, I feel like the cast really sells this movie and, like, commits, but it's also, like, funny about it, like, over the top and campy. You know, it's it's good. It really is. It's very entertaining. And I said something, I think, during the movie when we were watching it that maybe I don't uh, agree with anymore was that how it's not so character driven, how it's more plot driven. But, like, you know, really, especially after seeing the second one and thinking about it more afterwards i mean these characters are characters that we really fall in love with because mm-hmm. the actors so commit so good yeah we believe and, in them. and they're such good matches for the characters Truly. like red is very like narcissistic and pretty boy and leading Velma. velma's very like nerdy and you know like that and daphne's very like spoiled kind of mm-hmm. you know scooby's uh, very well yeah but that one is like a cartoon so they can do whatever they want i wonder who did the voice of scooby someone it's like will smith <laughs> no <laughs> they did want jim carrey for shaggy get out at first yeah oh he was too busy probably <laughs> doing a series Eternal of Sunshine. fortunate events oh no 2002 oh uh, yeah he was probably in the talks yeah oh my gosh <laughs> yeah or truman show that was no, before, that was before. <laughs> whatever <laughs> Yeah, they, they wanted Jim Carrey. But the guy, Matthew Lillard, did a really good job. He really did. Shaggy. And yeah, it's just, uh, there's so much tongue in cheek. Even though it did end up a family movie, there's a lot of like hidden adult jokes. Definitely. Throughout, especially the marijuana references by Shaggy and Scooby, I guess. So Mary Jane's girlfriend, or, God, wow. <laughs> just, just cut that and Spoiled. then start at this part. No. So. <laughs> So Shaggy's girlfriend is Mary Jane? Not girlfriend, but just love interest. Love interest in the first one, yeah. I guess they meet on the airplane. On the plane. So they get called to this island, Spooky Island. Spooky Island, yeah. <laughs> it's like a spooky resort. If there was a subtitle for the first movie, it would be Spooky Sco- Island. Yeah, Scooby Doo Spooky Island. And that'd be actually a good title. I like it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Her it's played by Isla or she Mary Jane is played by Isla Isla. It's like it. It's I S L A. I don't really know how she says. Not it. Isla. I don't know, but Isla, Isla. I thought it was Isla, but whatever. Fisher, who is an actress, she was in Confessions of a Shopaholic, which is uh-huh. a movie I kind of like. And super Guilty. bad. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's okay. <laughs> she's one of the girlfriends. Okay, she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty Yo sure. girl. But uh, yeah, it's just funny. Like they name her Mary Jane and. I mean, at the beginning, the whole plot begins with them splitting up because they're tired of, like, how things go every time they're solving a case. Mis- how things go with Mystery Inc. And, you know, they're tired of each other or whatever, and they split up. And Shaggy and Scooby just go off and live like hippies, mm-hmm. you know, in the van. And it's very much like a lot of references. Right. And they actually <laughs> have a lot of... Yeah, references with smoke coming out of the van. Right. Oh, they're like cooking they're sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're obsessed with eating. Exactly. That's like one of their main traits. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, my God. Because food is great, duh. Right. And then 
Yeah, he meets Mary Jane and he's like, that's like my favorite name. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very funny. I definitely didn't get it as a kid. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> it's subtle enough, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah, you just think he's being weird because he's right. shaggy, but no. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has its adult moments. I, I did read there was like a, a kiss between Daphne, Daphne and Belma. Huh? That got cut out. But they filmed it, apparently, according to Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I'm just like, wow, that's getting risque, but okay. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Kind of. It's just, it's also like the thing of like sexualizing lesbians all the time. But yeah, I'm like, what in what context? It was in the soul swapping oh. scene. Remember, they're all switching bodies. Right. Oh. It was like to switch back, <laughs> but it's just like weird. Mm. It just seems like. Yeah. Probably better that it didn't make the cut. Right. I don't, yeah, it just, yeah, no. <laughs> but there was, we, we looked up, because when I saw about this, like, darker tone stuff, it said there was some you could still see in the deleted scenes mm. that were some maybe darker moments. But uh, we did watch the deleted scenes, and there they weren't necessarily darker, but they did cut out a lot of Velma scenes. That's what we noticed. Yeah. That was the pattern. It was that a lot of mm-hmm. Velma scenes got yeah, cut. She, she had a number where she's saying the I love you, baby. She's, <laughs> she, for some reason. We never get to hear you sing on this program. I know. Wow. I don't know what, what a treat. So- I don't know what song that what that song is called. Oh, yeah. It's not called I Love You, Baby. It's like. It's the one Heath Ledger sings in 10 Things I Hate About You. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, I think the real song, it takes like two or three minutes before he actually gets to that moment of the song. Right. It's it's a while. But yeah. anyway, yeah, she had this whole moment where she sang kind of, she was like drunk or something, which I guess is more adult. So they cut that. And there was also that weird scene in like the locker room where Sarah Mich- or Daphne comes in and tries to talk to Velma, but she's like possessed and she's like dancing around being weird. Hmm. And yeah, they cut some other stuff, but nothing too major. There was a funny, like, there was more flashbacks to what the gang had been doing while they were broken up, which mm-hmm. was funny, remember? Right, exactly. Where Fred is like giving a speech and right. Velma's like uh, at therapy, which was a really weird. Like, those were more like strange. Well, they were, like, psychologically testing her for NASA. No, they were... Oh. She said she was doing a lot of self-discovery. Oh, right. And that meant, like, she she went to therapy, but it was, like, really weird therapy. (laughs) But anyway, the point is that they cut a lot of Velma scenes. That was the main thread (laughs) with it. They weren't necessarily that much darker. Right. But anyway... I just can't believe there was a darker cut to this. Yeah, I don't get... I don't know what this R-rated one had. (laughs) Yeah. But... That's that's just weird. So there's there's an important character or uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. Rowan Atkinson. Exactly. Emil Mondavarius. Who did? That's his name. And oh oh oh. His oh. character. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's that. That's the twist, right? Sort of ish. What do you mean the twist? Like we're not sure if he is the bad guy or not. Yeah. We think he is, but then we don't think he is, and then oh, it turns out he actually is. Yeah. He's well, kind of. Well, yeah, he is, but but not, then not really. But there's not really him. It's always the thing in Scooby Doo is always like someone in a mask. So there's always like layers to the bad guy. It's and all, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> this was Scrappy Doo, <laughs> and 
suit. Which I wonder if Scrappy Doo was ever in the cartoons. Yeah, he definitely was. Oh, weird. Was he, he also like a asshole. troublemaker? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's awful. Right. Yeah. He was annoying because he's a small dog. That's kind of like the small dog reputation syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a funny Scrappy sequence Doo. when they introduced Scrappy Doo. Yeah, it was. Ugh. <laughs> he, he, he made it himself like in, so in the good old days yeah and they looked like basically the same yeah well fred had long hair oh right right <laughs> right so yeah scrappy doo is very like so unlikable in these yeah movies. they kicked out scrappy doo from the mr ink early on and he's always been resenting of it yeah. so he's turned bad gone rogue and decided that he would infiltrate this guy's body and create a robot to destroy i guess the planet or whatever well to like steal everyone's souls and right. get these demons to possess everyone and, and is that how he becomes like a big strong dog yeah is that and he's like trying to transform into a power because he's i guess he's also uh self-conscious about his size right yeah uh, so he's like i'm never gonna let anybody intimidate me anymore yeah and well uh, he like get absorbs all these souls of like innocent people which is bad yeah it's crazy it's so spirited yeah it well it's interesting because you don't i feel like with scooby-doo i'm under the impression that it's always like a person and not anything real like not no real ghosts or no real monsters it's all like either people in suits or whatever but in this movie they're are definitely in both movies there's big elements of like actual magic you know that's not like like the person at the end is always like a real person behind it all but there are like supernatural things happening like there's these demons that possess people yeah they could just go in and out of people's bodies yeah it's creepy Mm -hmm. so that that those parts are really creepy with the monsters right oh for sure i thought i I thought a funny bit was when the spirits were going in and out of their bodies they had to right pick each other yeah i just thought that was a funny bit it was it was was, yeah there it's all revolving around like this object called the daemon ritus everything has like fancy names to make it seem more legit legit yeah (laughs) but it's like weird magic (laughs) it's yeah and like the soul heads thing they were called the protoplasm oh yeah that was a funny bit too when he was dangling them yeah shaggy grabbing them out but that's scary because they sort of they take over the the protagonists yeah lots of points and it always in both movies it kind of ends up being up to shaggy and scooby because they're kind of our main main protagonists right and we kind of learned that in the beginning i think there's like a mini version of the you know solving a crime Mm -hmm. right that they uh have to show us to give us the context uh, the exposition whatever (laughs) and they show how shaggy and scooby have an accident and it's in the f in the process of the accident happening that they end up saving or solving the crime or saving everybody and that's also what happens in the climax of the movie too yeah that's kind of it's like without their clumly without their clumsily clumsiness 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 (laughs) right we wouldn't get it solved it's just kind of like their norm their typical role which is like a weird thing but that's their charm i guess Mm -hmm. because it always comes down to them and it did (laughs) they were trying to steal scooby-doo's soul because he had the purest <laughs> the purest soul do you agree um i don't like dogs so yeah i was no, like yeah, no. a dog could never have the purest soul. no comment <laughs> <laughs> 
But Scooby Doo's nice because he's like half person pretty much. Yeah, Zeleny's totally wearing a shirt sweater or shirt sh- sweater. <laughs> a cat's shirt. A cat's shirt. A shirt with a cat <laughs> on it. Yeah. Wow, that was really hard to say. Yeah. Well, so do we have anything else that we wanted to say? I mean, what did you think of Rowan Atkinson in this movie? I thought it was, well, I didn't expect him. I had forgotten he was in it. Right. And it's just weird to see Mr. Bean. Right. I'd never see him in anything else. <laughs> in anything. We had mentioned. Not being Mr. Bean. In my comedy class, when he made his movie, which I think had come out before this at this point, he had said on the record that he was never going to do Mr. Bean again, oh, and that he was going uh-huh. to go. It was the same with P- the Pee Wee Herman actor. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said he would never do Pee Wee Herman again, but they've both since come back to it <laughs> in I recent mean, years. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, you become a brand. It was fun to see him there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was. I, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. He, he it did. was cool to see him in, you know, like you said, something else. Yeah. In his actual acting form. Right. He's also Sazu from The Lion King. You sure? I'm fairly positive. Okay, okay. Well, I don't think I have anything else I wanted to share about the, at least the first one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I what don't remember this? too much from the second what one. What do you but mean? You have to, well, you have to remind so, me. The second one is where they they go to this museum. So they've been very successful right. and yep. they have this museum. Exhibit. They go back to Coolville. Coolsville. Coolsville? <laughs> Coolville? Coolsville. I don't know. Whichever <laughs> one. It's a funny name, but... <laughs> They have an exhibit it's opening. It's like their Gotham City. Yeah. They, they have an exhibit opening at the Coolsonian, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wish ours was called the Coolsonian. <laughs> right. So yeah, of all the costumes of bad guys, they've unmasked. Oh, and yeah. some this masked figure comes in and steals one of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're trying to solve that mystery. And then they steal more and then they sort of like make the costumes alive with like supernatural something and like set them loose on the city to right. terrorize. So it's the monsters unleashed. Yeah. Right. But we, we're still questioning where all this magic comes from. Right. The, so the, the Scooby-Doo universe clearly has some actual magic mm-hmm. in it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a real person behind it all, but there is weird magic that's like no scientific explanation for. <laughs> so in that one we ha- also have some big names i feel like seth green yeah seth green comes back um, that's right <laughs> yeah he's like the museum curator and then alicia silverstone is the reporter who ends up being the bad guy <gasps> yeah yeah spoiler. and she was the girl from clueless Right. Uh, <laughs> I remember her most from a lesser known movie called A Blast from the Past. Okay. Well, we whatever. should watch that movie. It has Brendan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> She's in a lot of things, but Clueless is kind of like that iconic moment for her, but she she's in it and she's a bad guy. And I had her confused because so this kind of plot line is that a spoiler? It's kind of a spoiler for Scream. You know, oh. we scream. Yeah, I know the movie, but I've never seen it. Well, it's a similar bad guy sort of situation. Where the ghost guy is like somebody close to her? What? In Scream? Yeah. In, no, in Scream, like the the villain, the secret villain ends up being the reporter. Oh. And it's Courtney Cox. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So I thought this movie had Courtney Cox and she was the reporter, but I got to confuse with Scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Scooby-Doo 2 is sort of referencing 
Scream. Right, right. Yeah. So sorry to spoil Scream, but it's an old movie, and I, I've never, I've never watched it. I just know that because of pop culture reference. You spoiled it for me. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> that was kind of similar here. I guess so. I've never seen Scream though. <laughs> yeah. In oh, that one, we also have some misdirection of whether it's Seth Green because he's acting suspicious a lot of the time, and then whether right. it's he is, and his suspicious reporter. is really funny. Yes. Like his suspiciousness, right? He, the way he acts I still it, don't understand some things he did. It's true. It's kind so. of unexplained. It's because <laughs> yeah. it does seem he's like he's hiding something or trying to be a false character, right? And he's he has like the love interest plotline with Velma. I love Shaggy's line where he's like, "I'm gonna make like your personality and split." <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have some good lines. They do. Or Shaggy does. And, well, he had the breaking the fourth wall line as well, which was <laughs> really funny. Where it, it's kind of the climax and they're prepping everything to save them from the monsters. And Shaggy's like, I can't believe they're having a montage in there without oh, us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That it was, was a, funny. That's one of the best lines ever. Because yeah. we were just. We were literally just commenting how, oh, this is a montage because all of these movies have a montage scene sequence. And they were having their like, we're building things moment. And it was like nostalgic because they went back to their old treehouse or Mm -hmm. hangout place. It was like a cute, they were like trying to build or fix the thing that was going to stop all the monsters Mm -hmm. in a montage way. And then Shaggy and Scooby are kind of, told to like go away because they ruin everything and they're just outside looking in kind of like but then they 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 say the line and it's funny so it's like this weird receiver thing like on a disc yeah it's like a big circle thing yeah that stops the monsters for some reason yeah it was kind of a weird thing i don't yeah it definitely had not Valma always like explains it, but it's not like real science so it's kind of like what is (laughs) where do you get this yeah well, I thought I just wanted to take it back to the villain for a second because I felt like there was something maybe like an interesting commentary on how media news media works. Because well, yeah, but the motive was did you forget already that she was she was a mask? Right. Uh, 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 for who? For Jonathan Jacobo. Oh, the old, old, old like yeah. villain. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did already forget. They like unmask her. So that it's always like in Scooby-Doo, there's like multiple masks right. sometimes and it's funny. And then they try to rip a mask off her oh, assi- yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah, she was like a masked guy. He was like an old villain, but it's just funny that, you know, obviously she's like a woman, but like they unmask her and suddenly it's like this guy. <laughs> and then there's always in both movies, the line of, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids and that's dog oh yeah and they're stupid dog yeah that's what i want to say and yeah. stupid dog i think in the show that's always kind of a thing that's said at the end it is it is yeah, yeah definitely so that's funny it it's is, like funny how like they always have a different twist on it sort of yeah or they try to right yeah. right right yeah i think it's i mean i've seen a lot of memes or not memes but like tweets and stuff a lot of like scooby the the main lesson of scooby-doo is that the bad guy isn't usually like an actual monster or ghost it's just a person in a mask or a person you know a a snaky person basically (laughs) interesting yeah that's cool so it's like penetrated into meme culture a little bit well a little i just mean like it's that's an interesting observation that people remember it for like 
how don't fear monsters, fear real people. Right, because the really monsters are Big. covered up, yeah, yeah, cover ups. Yeah, they're not they're not the real you that's, know villain. That's wise. That's sound advice. I think mm-hmm. there is no Bigfoot. There's only the government. <laughs> and with that, I mean, does that bring us to close to a close? Um, Do you have anything else oh, that you want to share? What about Ruben Stuttered? Oh gosh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. And there was a party scene, right? Too. Yes. Uh, we didn't get as much of a party scene in the. I mean, we did in the first one, but it was earlier on. I don't think it was right at the midway point. Yeah. But in Scooby Doo Two, we definitely noticed that there was a distinct party scene right well, in the middle. Yeah, because Shaggy and Scooby go in disguise as like seventies disco people. Oh gosh. Remember that? I really like I, <laughs> that was sort of a cringe moment for it me. I don't cringy, know about yeah. you. <laughs> Just I mean, like a little bit. Like yeah. there was part of me that was like, okay, this is cool and I, I like the initiative where you're taking it, but <laughs> also kind of cringy. Right. No, yeah. I mean I feel like the dance number is always maybe depending on right. which one it is. It, it it's easy to get cringy. Yeah, That's and this I mean. when you have like a dancing CGI character. I've just I've never been down for dancing CGI. <laughs> They did that in, what's it called? Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Do you remember? No, I mean, I saw it like once. Oh, God. I remember just being so weird and awkward where... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Do I have it right? Nope, I'm getting it wrong. So it was not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I only saw that once (laughs) and I fell asleep. Well, I also like, I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing all the way through, but like, I think I came in halfway and I know at the end they have this really cheesy, like awkward, very cringy to me bit where Johnny Depp in the Mad Hatter's character does like this dance routine um, with his hat and because it's mostly But he's not CGI. No, but the way they CGI his body okay. is. Well. And it's like his head is normal, but they CGI his body. Mm-hmm. And he, it's doing like this, these weird kind of like hip hop break dancey type oh, moves. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, maybe we could find it. I want to show it to you because uh, it's, okay. it's gross. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I didn't like it personally. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of these big CGI movies yeah, like Alice no, in Wonderland. you're not. Luckily, we didn't get that in Scooby-Doo. And it's a, just on that note, we found the tastefulness of the CGI very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was good. It's very appropriate. the monsters are also CGI. Right. Especially in the first one. I mean, like being for 02 and 04, I felt like it. it's fairly good. And yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, enjoyable to watch even to this day. I, I think it always will be. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, we had a cameo from of Ruben Stutter. <gasps> Ruben. <laughs> I can't remember what they would call. I, I, I'm trying to remember if they would go like, Ruben, 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 in the crowds. They in did? American Idol. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Because he was definitely like the, the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he went up against Clay Aiken. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, and he won? Yeah. Over Clay Aiken. Over Clay Aiken? Yeah. What the hell? I thought Clay Aiken was a different season. No. That he, and he won. Nope. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, yeah, he had a cameo, which was fun. It's true. Also, in the first one, I think Pam Anderson had a cameo. In, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. I forgot what part, but I remember her being there. It was, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> odd. What, what about Ben Stein? Was he also the cameo in... Who's Ben Stein? I felt like Ben Stein was a cameo in Scooby-Doo. Who's Peter Boyle? Oh, that's right. He was in Scooby-Doo too. Yeah. Um, Who was he again? Well, so I can't remember what he was uh, like originally known for. Um, Peter Boyle played a really important character in Young Frankenstein. It's a very famous Mel Brooks comedy. And 
He also was in Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh. I think he played Raymond's Wait, who, dad. Who was he in Scooby Doo 2? God, I hope I got my shows right. <laughs> I, I really hope I can I don't remember. think anyone watched them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, who was he in Scooby-Doo 2? Yeah. I can't remember. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't remember what his importance was. Who was he? was just he? like a kind of creepy dude at the first. Oh, 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 he was the creepy guy that did like, that had that plan for like the mine amusement park. Oh, with that's the, right. With the investors. Yeah. I mean, I felt like he still was important for well, something, he was, but. Well, he was important for misdirection. <laughs> right. I guess. For us to think he's the bad guy. Yeah, it was just random to have Peter Boyle in there, but hey, whatever. It's weird. It had, like, big names. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. So the first one got nominated for a Razzie. That's how how hated it was. I can't believe it. It What what Razzie? I think it got nominated for Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, God. (laughs) Worst supporting actor. I didn't like his acting all that much. I mean, but... To me, it's like that character isn't that right. But he he was Fred. He committed well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not hard or deep of a character, you know. Like I don't know. I, it's I like hear what, you. It's what, what do you expect him to do? You exactly. Know? It's, uh, that's the character. Anyway, and then the second one won a Razzie <laughs> for worst sequel or remake. Bitches. I know. So rude. Wait, no, I forgot. Oh yeah, I did. I did one for that. It got nominated. The first one lost. Wait, no. I thought it lost. I think it something lost to Star Wars. Huh? For a worst sequel or something. Okay, good. <laughs> Star Wars was having an awful time during the spinning. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's sad They're because the dark ages. it I think it it deserves way more credit. Yeah, that's I think what the moral of a lot of this podcast is. is yeah, cuz <laughs> it's it's so I don't know. It's entertaining, and I thought it was well executed. I like it's one of the best like adaptations of a cartoon I've seen. Right, because it's like very true to it, but also like well, just very true to it. Yeah, like it looks good. It does. It, the characters all match super well. I mean, I was it's, fairly surprised it, with the Scooby Doo CGI too, like yeah. it being pretty good. Yeah, they and they had a lot of references to this horse material. Yeah, you know, it's stayed very true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these critics I saw were criticizing the source material itself, uh, which is stupid. It's a cartoon. Like, I don't know. I feel like critics take their jobs too seriously sometimes and they need to like read between the lines. And hello. Yeah. No, I agree. Right. I get it. <laughs> I don't think I would have. So about a week before we watched this, I don't think I would have actually rewatched the show or thought about it even had I not oh, overheard. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He, that, I, he should be your shout out. He really should. Well, yeah, he should. Uh, he can be. Should I shout him out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. So I'm in the film department at UT and I work at this production studio on campus and we come in one morning because we always come in early for certain classes. So it's like 9 a.m. And he is always like, you know, we need coffee. Anyway, he just came in and started uh, talking about his weekend and how he had uh, stayed up rewatching the Scooby-Doo movies. And I was like, why would you watch rewatch the Scooby-Doo movies? But he just went on about how they're actually really awesome. They're really great. And uh, I was just like, huh, that's because uh, he's somebody who I uh, look up to with his taste. And so I was yeah. just like, OK. I guess I'll give him a chance. And so, yeah, sure enough, I wanted to thank him for that recommendation. So his name is Quinn, and (laughs) (laughs) we uh, actually did a presentation uh, project, I guess almost a couple years ago now, 
in one of our lower division RTF classes. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool now to work with him in the late studio. Mm-hmm. So big shout out. And yeah, thanks for thanks for spreading the good gospel of Scooby-Doo <laughs> movies. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's super fun. And we were we laughed a lot with them. Like, and not in a way of like, oh, this is horrible. Let's laugh. Like Casper and Wendy were laughing a lot too, but not like where they intended us. It was just like, it was a cringe fest. Yes. And this was less like, there was a a few cringy moments. Like you said, it's still the 2000s. Right. I don't know. And, and it's very silly and it's mostly lovely, but yeah, for the most part, it's like clever and funny, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, so then what's your grade? Uh, I'll give it a B plus. Okay. Uh, for both of them, just like the whole package, the whole package. Okay. (laughs) I like that. They're very, I feel like they're very on par with each other, which is rare as well. Right. Okay. I'll give them B plus too. <laughs> what? All right, fine. A minus. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Because they have two more steps that I, they could go. But I mean, they're, for me, they're in A territory. I just, Shaggy really sold me. Shaggy, Shaggy and awesome. Velma. Yeah, yeah. They're they're both amazing. Mm-hmm. So. And the writing was real clever. Like I, mm-hmm. I honestly had no qualms with right. the. Any you're of that or me, the production value. You're making me change my mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> rarely am I so persuasive on this show. Right, because you're usually, like, grading things worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yeah. Yeah. So, maybe A-. minus. You heard it. Maybe A-. minus. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed them a lot. How would you feel if you got that grade from a teacher, like... I'll give you maybe maybe a B. I'd be happy because I, I didn't put much effort <laughs> in probably. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, this has been another fun episode to talk on you with, talk with you on. <laughs> and yeah, I definitely had a lot of flubs where I went back and forth on what I said. But um, anyway, this was great. Next week, we're not sure what we're going to do yet, mm-hmm. uh, but we if, this yeah. wraps up our spooky month. It does. That's true. Oh, thank God. Just <laughs> kidding. No, these these have been good ones. I'm just like, when I think of that, I think horror and I'm not like enthused. But <laughs> I'm glad we found some campy and really fun stuff. Right. That are still in the mood, but not like giving you nightmares at That's the same time. Good. Yeah. And, and stay tuned for next month for a family edition. No. <laughs> no. I think next month will be more... I feel like as we get into November, December, we'll get more into fantasy. Okay. Kind of. I hope so. Well, I, we'll see. I really want to do Hunger Games around Thanksgiving. Wow. I did not expect a Jennifer Lawrence I recommendation. Know. It's not about that. I was a big fan of the books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I really don't want to cover part one and two of Mockingjay. Oh, no, no. I, I think I just, I just mean the first one. Oh, okay. I mean, I like Catching Fire. Yeah, but eh, it's fine. I, probably just the first one but okay thanks for listening if, if you have any thoughts on this episode you can always email us or any episode at club at gmail.com or tweet us or instagram us at club. and follow us if you want updates we'll probably post I'll probably post a picture of our Halloween costume on Halloween as Sharpay and Ryan which is fun if you want to go back and listen to our various high school musical episodes they're there <laughs> they are <laughs> those were a lot of fun yeah <laughs> i loved watching high school musical with you it was great and so this was been a whole lot of fun and we look forward to talking to you next week until then you'll be hearing from us